Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. Welcome to the podcast today. We are talking about being different. So as always, the ideas that I share are not the right ideas. They are optional. You are the authority in your life. Use what serves you and throw out anything that doesn't. Um, I wanted to give you an update on the timing of the podcast. As I said in, I think, the first episode, I'm still shooting for releasing the podcast every Sunday at noon Arizona time. But as you can tell, (laughs) if you're listening as they come out, I don't hit the target every time. So I want to keep that target and I want to be clear that I'm not going to hit it every time. Sometimes I choose to prioritize other things above creating my podcast during my set time to do it. And I'm getting in the groove of combating this by recording things ahead of time and getting kind of a cue going. Um, So still working on it. And I want to give myself permission to not have to hustle and like release half-hearted podcasts to make sure that they get out Sunday at noon. Like I want to release the quality of podcast that I do. Um, and that may mean that I get it out a little bit later in the week. What you can count on is that I will release a podcast episode every week. It just might be a little later in the week than I had hoped for. And I'm okay with that. And the point of telling you this is number one, to let you know, but also perfectionism is such a common thing in religious socialized brains that I want to acknowledge when mine is present um, as an example. And so it would be very like perfectionistic of me to make sure that I get it out every Sunday at noon um, and sacrifice my, you know, other priorities to do so. You know, I'm doing this podcast as a essentially, well, as a working mom. And so I'm doing it in kind of the crumbs of time that I have with my two littles and my work. And so this podcast is a priority to me, but the quality of it is more important to me than the timing. So with that said, coming off of Thanksgiving and going further into the holiday season, I think that it's helpful to set our expectations for our experience in a loving way. And for many of us, we're going to be around our fully believing loved ones during the season, and we might feel like we stick out or that we're different. And in many ways, we are. Um, And the experience of being different might be new to some of us, and I want to address that. Thomas S. Monson said, dare to be a Mormon, dare to stand alone, dare to have a purpose firm, dare to make it known. And for me, growing up in the LES bubble, in a Mormon idealistic home, in a tight-knit LDS community, as a naturally, I mean, I don't know about naturally, but as an obedient rule slash crowd follower in many ways, straight, white, middle-class, eighth-generation LDS with 
like hobbies that were, um, you know, very LDS, like music, differentiating myself in this big way has really been my first exposure to being different, which may sound kind of like, what? Um, But I fit a lot of the circumstances that were prioritized. And so I never had to dare to be a devout Mormon with my circumstances. With the people that I cared about, I was validated and praised for being all in. Being whatever I am now, a non-believer that still attends church as a secular participant and values traditions and lessons from my family and faith, but still sees things differently than I used to and publicly talks about it and coaches people um, in an affected by faith crisis, not encouraging them to leave or stay and values my relationships with my family members and friends, the majority of which are nuanced members or all-in members of the church. Taking a stand in that way requires me to be more daring. (laughs) It requires more courage. That is actually different, right? So for me, I didn't experience what many other people have experienced in the church. Um, I know that there are people in faith crisis and transition that, you know, are converts to the church. They grew up in more um, nuanced or mixed faith homes. They grew up in maybe non-preferenced LDS homes, like maybe there were less than like that idealistic, like four to six kids, or I don't know. It was like the more kids, the better essentially. Um, But what else? Um, Maybe you grew up in a family with a divorce um, or mom worked and dad stayed home, or maybe you were lower income um, than people in your ward. Um, Maybe you grew up in a place where Mormonism wasn't the norm Um, Or maybe you have a personal characteristic that wasn't idealized by Mormonism or society, maybe like your sexuality or your race or your neurodiverse brain. Maybe you had a bold personality um, or you had physical attributes that were different. Um, You may have already experienced being different. um, And you might be listening to this thinking, okay, well, that's like, why would I take advice on being different from Josie, essentially? And you don't. <laughs> um, I should take advice from you because this is new to me. So I'm not really giving advice. I'm just kind of sharing my experience. Um, so to my faith crisis friends, what I want to encourage you is to dare to be whatever you are, to dare to stand alone, to dare to have a purpose firm, and to dare to make it known. And as you do this, know that it won't always be easy, and that's normal. Nothing has gone wrong. It's just a part of it. Um, I want to share five things that I've noticed in my experience of separating myself and differentiating. Maybe hearing that someone else is experiencing this will be useful. Um, Maybe knowing that this, maybe expecting these things ahead of time um, could be helpful. And maybe none of this content will be helpful other than just having a friend um, talking to you in your ear as you do your dishes or walk your dog. So whatever the experience is that you have of this episode, I hope that it can be supportive for you in some way. So let's get to the list. Number one, when you're daring to be different, expect alone time. Plan for solitude and self-understanding. People aren't going to be able to understand you. 
In fact, there are people that will insist on misunderstanding you or rejecting you. It's not personal. It's self-protective for them, and it reinforces their own belief system to other you, especially those coming from the community that you're questioning. It's lonely, and that's okay. Um, Lonely is an emotion in our bodies, and our bodies are built to handle our emotions, so you can do this. Leadership is lonely. Differentiating is difficult. I don't want to imply that faith crisis is a choice because it's not, but exploring and questioning the accepted belief system is a choice, and it does make you different. Um, And just like you can't go into the water without getting wet, you can't separate yourself without feeling that space of separation between you and what you're separating yourself from. Um, And so expect that space, expect that solitude, expect that loneliness. Number two, expect an unpaved road. One of my favorite poems is from Robert Frost, um, The Road Not Taken. I memorized it in middle school, but I don't know it anymore. (laughs) So I'm just going to read it to you because I feel like it is... um, It's a good piece of literature in relation to faith crisis. So it goes like this. It says, two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then I took the other as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as far that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how the way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. So the road that you're choosing right now, right, the unpaved road, the one off the beaten path, that will make a huge difference in your life. And we'll kind of talk about that in the next point. But what that requires of you is to be using your agency to not know the right answers, quote unquote, like you've been used to, to not have that straight and narrow path to follow or the iron rod to hold. Even in, this will show up in little ways, like choosing what to wear, what to eat, um, coming from a high demand religion. And it will show up in big ways like how to structure your family and what to believe spiritually. You get to choose your own path, your own North Star. um, And you get to ask yourself like what values and objectives will I be going towards? And you'll have the freedom to do that and claiming your agency will require leadership. Um, There's a quote in Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll that goes, there's an exchange between Alice and the Cheshire cat that goes, would you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? That's Alice. That depends a good deal on where you want to go, said the cat. I don't much care where, said Alice. Then it doesn't matter which way you go, said the cat. So the road really doesn't matter which way you choose. Um, If you don't like have an objective or a North star. And so it takes leadership to set that objective and then start walking in that way. So that's something you can expect, right? Is that unpaved road. Number three is to expect to make helpful generational and familiar and familial change 
and know that your impact may not be recognized for a long time, if at all, during your lifetime. So what that means is that those who stick out and differentiate for a cause bigger than themselves are the ones who change the trajectory of the world or their community for good, but they are rarely celebrated in their time and they are often punished for it. So this is the case for many people in the LDS church who have differentiated, and it's the case for many leaders and people that we admire for doing things that are different. Um, right? Like I think of like Gandhi, Abraham Lincoln, people like that. And, you know, there's there's many, there's many examples in history of people that have gone their own way and changed, um, changed the world in doing that. Um, there's a book called Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday that talks a lot about that and gives great examples of um, people who, you know, set their own path and are self-disciplined in it. And um, I think that that's a great read kind of for this topic of what it takes um, because as you are different, you may not be receiving the, you know, accolades or um, validation from other people. And that requires like an inner, um, like an inner discipline and inner kind of metronome heartbeat, like keeping you on beat with um, what is important to you. The fourth thing that you can expect is trauma responses due to disconnection. So as you separate yourself, the brain, which is used to um, being a part of a tribe and it wants to be a part of the tribe, um, your brain will probably respond with fear. And so you may go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn kind of over the long term. You may notice yourself, you know, wanting to really run away from and separate yourself from anything associated with the church. You may find yourself fighting for the church or fighting against it. Um, You may freeze and just keep doing what you're doing and kind of um, just like numbing out and like going through the motions. Um, Or you may notice yourself kind of fawning and just kind of doing what you think um, would make those around you happy. So expect to want to reintegrate into a crowd quickly and plan on choosing your community, processing emotions, and self-validating to kind of mitigate the the trauma responses. It's totally normal to have these responses, right? Like trauma comes from disconnection. And so as we um, are feeling that space that we talked about between us and what we are separating ourselves from, Um, we don't have to disconnect from ourselves, right? We can, you know, choose things that support us. We can process our own emotions. We can validate ourselves and um, lean into community that supports us, but still allows us to claim our agency and think for ourselves. And then the the fifth thing that you can expect is to expect to have thrilling, fun parts of the experience. And I encourage you to lean into these. You'll be trying new things, experimenting, playing, even if it's this is all just like mentally and you're just playing with different ideas and questioning, whatever it is, like it can be thrilling um, and it can be scary, right? Being different is scary and fun. It's a roller coaster. There's freedom and growth and thrill. Plus there's like the free falling by yourself. What the heck is happening? Fear. (laughs) Um, And 
it's all part of it, right? You can't have one without the other. And so I hope that this podcast kind of gave you a little bit of just camaraderie if you're noticing these in your own experience. Um, And if you want coaching as you navigate this experience where I can help you dare to be you, dare to be different and support you in that, and I can help you claim your own authority. I don't know the answers for you. You have the answers for you. I'm just really good at asking questions and holding space for you to discover that for yourself. So if you want that kind of support, you can DM me on Instagram and we'll chat. So it's at Coach Josie Johnson. Okay, my friends, I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at Coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay, bye for now. Bye.